Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast. Sure, you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a bit more pop culture as we are talking the wrestling on the Crossover Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and uh, joining me today is Mac. How the heck are you, Mac? Not bad, man. How are you? Not bad. Good to have you back. And rounding out the wrestling trifecta, as always, is Bill Martin. How the heck are you, Bill? Good. Thanks for having me. All right, a bit of a technical note up top. Uh, It is currently thundering and lightning where I am recording this, so uh, hopefully I don't lose power during this record. So if it sounds a bit janky, I'm sorry, but uh, really not a lot I can do. I can't control the weather, and I don't have expensive high-priced equipment. It's just me here. Also, my dog is joining me for this podcast. He's under the desk. He, during thunderstorms, he can only be by my side at all times. So if we hear some random, like, barking or or potentially whining it's just my dog and he's all right so uh uh that's it anyway uh here we are to talk about SummerSlam taking place at ford field home of my beloved detroit lions who will be uh taking the field in less than a month and we'll be uh we're very excited about uh getting back to football on this podcast for sure but enough about that because we are uh currently talking SummerSlam 2023 once again taking place in detroit um, a lot of fun stuff going on here. Uh, as usual, when uh, we discuss wrestling on this, because I am a degenerate gambler, I will be giving the, uh, the the gambling odds as is. And I got one right now that I currently cannot believe. Uh, I, I, I I have one absolute lock bet. I can I like one absolute lock bet that you should place. You might not win, but uh, we'll, we'll get to it uh, when we get there but for now let's as always when we do this let's work from the bottom up uh as the card dictates thanks to the good people of uh wikipedia um actually actually you know what let's not talk about that because i think the biggest news or one of the biggest news uh segments or whatever involving this uh pay-per-view is the fact that uh there is a one match that seems to be mysteriously missing from this card and it seems and and it's got a lot of uh you know wrestling twitter if you can still call it wrestling twitter anymore because i guess it's 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 not called twitter anymore i don't know if you guys have seen that or if you're on twitter but it's called x or uh, elon musk has changed the name to x for whatever reason but to quote one of my favorite movies of all time coming to america his mama his mama named him twitter so i'm I'm gonna call him twitter so uh i'm i'm still gonna call it twitter but anyway Wrestling Twitter seems to be perturbed about the fact that this card is, uh, for reasons not necessarily understood by us, uh, this is seems to be missing a Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus match. Um, do you have any uh, thoughts or opinions on that? Let's start with Bill. Uh, this is actually the first time hearing about it because I have I have written down that I think that uh, Becky Lynch is going to win this match. So interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's <laughs> not going to happen. She's not. I guess no. She's not. Yeah, apparently it's going to happen in a couple of weeks on, uh, I think there's going to be a show in Canada. There's going to be a Raw in Canada, I want to say in Winnipeg in a couple of weeks. And apparently they're uh, they're going to do Becky Lynch versus uh, uh, Trish there. I don't know if there's an injury that we don't know about that's been keeping... Uh, that's keeping them from having this right, right uh, or the, this... This Saturday, or uh, as the WWE would say, one Saturday from today or whatever. <laughs> always like how they say that. They always go one week from Saturday or whatever. They never just go ten days from now. Um, yeah, so it's it's 
Yeah, it's weird. It's it seems to be that uh, a, a lot of people are saying that there's just a weird uh, time constraint on this one. But um, if Kid Rock, who's been announced to be here for this thing, if Kid Rock gets a set, and they couldn't have, uh, they, they can't have Becky Lynch versus. Uh, uh, that you know they don't have time. You know they quote unquote don't have time for a Becky Lynch versus uh, Trish Stratus match that they've been building to for a couple months now, and it's not happening at SummerSlam yet. We have time for a Kid Rock set. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm be a little disturbed by that. I think. What about you, Mac? What do you think? Oh man, freaking Kid Rock! Yeah, in in the year of our Lord 2023, Kid Rock apparently is going to uh, is going to play. WWE always cutting it. They they had at last WrestleMania the most downloaded musician uh, going in the game right now, and <laughs> you know six months later, it's or however many months later, Kid Rock 2023. WWE man, <laughs> you can you can be had. <laughs> are, like, are they gonna are they gonna have uh, Finn Balor in the like rainbow T-shirt? You know, you know, and and, and talk about inclusivity. Beside shithead Kid Rock. I hope so. <laughs> like, if 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 we're in a just world, uh, that, that's what would happen. But yeah, apparently Kid Rock's Kid Rock is the is the big uh, the highlight uh, musical act for for this because he's you know quote unquote from Detroit. Um, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of be annoying. Well, I'll 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 watch on like at ten. I'll 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 skip the first ten minutes, or sorry, I'll wait ten minutes to watch it so I can breeze past the Kid Rock set if there is. I'll just be off to stay off again. I'm still calling it Twitter. I'll have to stay off Twitter so I don't get the matches spoiled for me ten minutes when I'm ten minutes behind. Uh, yeah, it's bleak. It's very bleak. What I would say. Who do they think wants to hear this? <laughs> I I don't know. Like who? Yeah, who wants to see? I mean, I mean, we're probably ignoring a certain fan, a, a certain part of the wrestling fan base that is somewhat uh, that that is somewhat ready ready for this. I would imagine you know there's probably some people in the in the deep deep south that enjoy their uh, their Memphis wrestling and whatnot. Not to name any city specifically, but I'm gonna name some city specifically. But yeah, I don't know who was like. I, I just somebody had to have been in the in the room and said, "Hey, can we do a little better than Kid Rock? We, we got to do a little better than this, right?" But I guess technically, Kid Rock's a WWE Hall of Famer, isn't he? I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> Kid Rock? Question mark. I'm typing in. Uh, yeah, yeah, he sure is. Kid Rock is definitely a WWE Hall of Famer. Well, maybe that explains it. They they couldn't they couldn't forget a legend. Anyway, uh, Mac, do you have any thoughts on on why or, or any thoughts or opinions or misgivings about why there's no Becky Lynch uh, Trish match when it's got a bit more buildup than uh, a few of the matches on this uh, on this card? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a weird thing in this business, right? And a, a nagging injury could put you out. Um, I know a lot of people work through it, but like, like Trish Stratus, like I'm gonna, uh-huh. I gotta get her, gotta get her age. Just quick uh-huh. Wikipedia, do do do. She born. Uh-huh. So she's 47. Uh-huh. Well, okay, but still, like, I think you know it's harder to bounce back from nagging injuries. This kind of crap, and maybe that's just it. Maybe just something happened. Yeah, she can't do it. Uh-huh. A snag like that. 
I, 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 I hope not, but like, I hope, I hope she's all right. But if I just, I certainly hope there's a legitimate reason. Cause I have heard some things about, they're worried about time constraints, but again, I'm like, it's like time constraints. Okay. I'll buy that. But, uh, you know, don't complain about time constraints and then give me a kid rock set. Like I said, right? Like, don't do that. Um, Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about matches that that will be occurring on uh, on the pay per view. First up, again, according to the good people of Wikipedia, is the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royale. And apparently, Slim Jim, um, if I'm reading this uh, correctly on the internet, this is the biggest, um, the most money anyone has paid for a sponsorship uh, in the history of WWE. So uh, good for them, Slim Jim, with a uh, very uh, just a robust history. With uh, with wrestling, this is, I believe, the s- first sponsored match since that Mountain Dew Dark match or whatever that uh, was between Bray Wyatt and uh, L.A. Knight. That L.A. Knight somehow's career took off from <laughs> from that. That was thinking about that now. Weird. Uh, it was like, yeah, it's like the Mountain Dew Dark Match or whatever at WrestleMania where L.A. Knight lost. They blew the spot at the end with, uh, oh god, Uncle Howdy. I think was the name of that character that we never we're never gonna find out who that was ever, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, here we are, Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royale. We have. Six participants named so far, and at the time of recording this, recording this on Thursday, so I imagine SmackDown tomorrow, the, the go-home SmackDown before this, they'll probably announce a bunch more, but before now, we got six. We got LA Knight, Sheamus, Tommaso Ciampa, Shinsuke Nakamura, and then Otis and Chad Gable. Otis and Chad Gable, who, by the way, I don't know if you guys have been watching, I have been very intrigued by their uh, mid-card stuff going on with the Viking Raiders. Do you guys, what do you think about that, Bill? Do you care for that? Cause I'm loving that. And it's quite frankly, uh, a lot of fun to have a, a mid card. Uh, it's been a long time. I think, I think since the WWE's had a mid card, uh, storyline where I'm like, this is where I look forward to it every week and go, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had to catch up on that through mm-hmm. like YouTube clips and, and X clips, mm-hmm. whatever you're going to call it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, they're, they're killing it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so just so entertaining, and they're making them look strong too. Yeah. Well, Chad Cable had a fantastic match with uh, Gunther on Monday. It was so good, like to the point where I'm like, suspiciously, suspiciously good. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, is Gable gonna get a little push here? Because like I hope so. Because like obviously the fans have wanted Gable to be pushed for years, but the the stuff with them and and um, Maxine Dupree and and Otis doing the where they're like trying to recruit the Alpha Academy. Somebody online, I don't remember something said. It would be, I, I wish they could do it where NXT, like in the same way uh, college and basketball and football, you go from like, you know, the athletes go from, they get drafted from, uh, you know, university to, to the, the NFL or the NBA or the NHL, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it would be great if we could do a thing where it was like, uh, you could, like, when you graduate from Chase University in NXT, you go right to the Alpha Academy on <laughs> on uh, on Raw, and I was like, that would be fun. They would never do that in a million years, but man, that would be fun, right? Uh, the the biggest thing I have, I mean, I had, 
Because I'm a general gambler, like I said, we'll give away bets. This is the only one where they don't have any uh, of the eight matches we have for SummerSlam. This one has no... Uh, it has no odds right now because obviously we don't know who all is going to be in it. But the mere fact that this is L.A. Knight, who's hot as a pistol right now, didn't win the money in the bank, which you know we discussed last month when uh, we, we were thinking, oh, it looks like they're going to pull the trigger on L.A. Knight. They did not. And now it's just been weird where they haven't been putting him on TV, but the segments that like they've been putting his segments on WWE YouTube and then their segments end up being like the most watched segments in like a 24 hour period or whatever. Cause he's like, it's, it, and it, it's, it's nuts. He's, he's eating it up right now and they don't seem to want to um, push him or do whatever. And then, you know, the, the dirt sheets will have a, 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 you know, the, it, the stories range from, oh, he's got backstage heat, or, oh, he doesn't get along with people, or, oh, they just want to do the slow burn. So, I, you know, it's all it's all nonsense. But it just is extremely strange that they have this guy who is getting these insane reactions from the crowd, and he's in the Slim Jim Slummer Slam Battle Royale instead of fighting in a one-on match against somebody. Uh, what do you make of this, Mac? Sounds like they kind of scrambled, you know, I think generally, yeah, they realize these things too late and they're like, yeah, we really got to lean into him. But yeah, again, maybe time constraints or, you know, tight roster where <laughs> we need something maybe we can end really quick or, you know what I mean? Or It's the run out of ideas thing it needs to be in it. Have him win a battle royal. What is it? What What is it you get when you win the battle royal? Uh, well, nothing, because, you know, we don't really want to do something but we realize he's hot so we want to keep him hot (laughs) sometimes you get a trophy and sometimes you don't (laughs) like oh um i don't know bill what's your thoughts on this whole la night uh slim jim battle royale i i was also confused about this like guys you know he's their hottest act right now aside from like dominic mysterio but I, I read one line yeah. online. And That's it, Dirty Dominic it, uh, Mysterio on this podcast. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Dirty Dom. Uh, yeah. I read one line online about this, and it now it all makes perfect sense to me. And it was, snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> obviously, this is obviously their plan. You know, like yeah. Slim Jim uh-huh. was like, we need the next Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Macho Man was slap, snap into a Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the exact same thing minus one word that's it all it just makes perfect sense. incredible yeah that's incredible <laughs> actually it, it, you, you're right um i just whoever they put in this match i know we still got to find out 14 other participants in this match but there's no way and i don't think it, it's going to be like the start of something but LA Knight is going to win this, right? Like, he's he's going to win this quickly and then go, like, and it's just going to be him, that, you know, and they'll get the, yeah, stuff going. And, and, and yeah, there's, because if LA Knight doesn't win this, this would be, I, I can't imagine, because this is probably going to be the opening match of the night or on the, God forbid, on the uh, pre-show card, right? And putting LA Knight on the pre-show card. Let's let's say this is on the pre-show card, and there's a very strong chance of that because they usually do battle royals like this on the pre-show. Let's say this is during during the kickoff show for the the premium live event or P 
ELE, that is SummerSlam, and LA Knight loses, that's how you want you want a half full uh, Ford Field with people still filing in for the show to be watching this battle royale, and then like, <laughs> like I I don't know if I can. I don't know, somebody throws LA Knight over the top rope and he loses. That's there's no way they want that, right? It's I don't know. It's it's gotta be LA Knight, but could you I don't know. There's not much else to talk about on this one other than just their weird refusal to, to move on from LA Knight. So let's uh let's move on. Um next up, we got the ladies, Ronda Rousey is going to take on Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules match. Now, I got a couple questions about that. Uh, but first, let's give out the odds. Shayna Baszler is a 10-to-1 favorite. She is currently minus 1,000, and Ronda Rousey is plus 500. I think a lot of that stems from the fact that uh, there's tons of rumors that this is, going to, that, uh, this is probably going to be Ronda Rousey's last match. So it seems like she's going to be doing her friend Shayna Baszler a favor by, you know, going out on her back or possibly even tapping to Shayna Baszler. Because I think that would make Shayna look super strong if she made Ronda Rousey tap. And then Ronda just kind of, you know, dips and then, you know, decides if she wants to come back later, you know, at a later date, maybe. But um, that's why Shayna is such a, a heavy favorite. But... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and select uh, for, as my official pick for this. I'm gonna pick Baszler because it certainly seems like uh, Ronda Rousey is doing uh, her friend a, a good favor on her way out by letting her get a victory over her uh, in an MMA rules match, which we will discuss that in a second. But first, uh, Mac, what do you think about Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler? Uh, yeah, I maybe it's me being optimistic in fantasy booking, but like if. If Shayna wins and Ronda, you know what I mean? They have a touch of class. They have a tearful hug. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like that would be would be nice to see. Like a a good respecting, a passing of the torch. And then Shayna deserves the the, bat, the recognition as the, you know, legit badass and that kind of thing. So I mean, it does – some like some people like that I was reading, like, they said it feels rushed. And I guess the build does feel rushed, but like – I don't know. I'm I'm hoping for the best with that. <laughs> I mean, the promo package for this was incredible work by both of these girls. And further stems, you know, it just further proves the fact that they just never should have put a mic in Ronda Rousey's hands throughout this whole thing. Just if they honestly, if they'd have never given her a mic and just let her make like any time they're like, "Okay, it's time for Ronda Rousey to talk." Just let her cut a a uh, a vignette or whatever that, you know, where she can do multiple takes and look like a badass, right? And then anytime it came for her to stand in the ring, she just says nothing and just does her, her patented death stare. Um, you know, if, 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 if I could go back and change all, th- all anything, it would probably be that. Just They just never should have put a mic in her hand. Uh, but, yeah, I, I the, the, the packages for the promo packages of, for this have been incredible. Uh, what do you think on this one, uh, Bill? Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's there's just been so much chatter about being the end of contract. Best friend is Shayna, right? So it only makes sense that they go out on like a really hot battle. Uh, I don't want to get into too much about what the MMA rules match is. I've just 
um, I think, you know, this is a great way to like shine up a monster heel for next in line, right? So um, I'm, I'm down with Shayna Baszler getting the Tap her out, whatever. Knock her out, like just pummel her into into the ground. And then you got you got a beast ready to take on whoever champ after. I I mean I do want to talk about this MMA rules thing because I'm just they haven't given us anything. All they've done is announce this you know an MMA rules match. But like, are they gonna be in the octagon or something for this? Because there is like you know sort of a precedent for this because like i think oh like oh like they used to have the lion's dens matches right back when they had the like ken shamrock and like i think ken shamrock fought in there and i think owen hart fought in there so yeah owen hart yeah yeah are they are they gonna do like the lion's den match and then let these two just square up and do like a worked version of an mma fight maybe i don't know or is it just gonna be like you know, these two are going to get in, get in the ring, and do like a worked version of an MMA fight. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to how this will go. Very curious. Uh, official picks for this one. I, I, I'm no betting analysis for this one. I don't think there's uh, money to be had on this on this one as far as gambling goes. Uh, official predictions for me is Shayna Baszler. Uh, Mac. Yeah, I got to go with that because it's this is it just really can't go the other way. Like. What do you do then? Where do you raise the stakes? I guess maybe Mania, but I don't know. This really looks like it's coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, official one for Bill? Yeah, I'm going to go Shayna, too. And I'm gonna. I'm also going to say that it's going to be in the fight pit. Okay. All right. So, all right, clean sweep for Shayna Baszler. All right, next up, we got Gunther with Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci versus Drew McIntyre in a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, this one, Gunther, a um, 6 to 1 favorite. He's minus 600. Drew McIntyre plus uh, 350 for Drew to win this. This is my pick for or i think that this one is is uh, low key as the kids would say um could be the show stealer uh in terms of just tremendous work rate <laughs> i feel like these two guys we both know that they can go gunther can get a great match out of anybody and drew mcintyre is, is so good um other than that i don't have much analysis other than this i think i'm gonna go with gunther to win this because it's just not this, like, as great as Drew McIntyre is, I just don't think this is the spot for Gunther to lose the Intercontinental Championship, especially if he's close to breaking the honky-tonk man's record. Because I, I, th- I think I'm going to go on and say that I think Gunther should, should break the honky-tonk man's record, and then that should become a thing before he loses it. That way when Gunther actually, because when Gunther loses the Intercontinental title, he's heading straight to the main event. So... Whoever he loses this to has got to be someone who can really benefit from it, and I don't think that Drew McIntyre uh, needs that because uh, you know Drew's former champion, and he looks like a million bucks and can get back to the uh, uh, you know we'll see him in the in the title picture before it's all said and done again. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Gunther. What do you think, Bill? Well, I'm lo- I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the history of the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, since Gunther's at like 417 days, so if he, yes. if he wins this weekend, he'll pass Pedro Morales, who's at 425. Yes. And Honky Tonk Man is only 454 days, so I think that there's no way he's losing the title. Like they love him, he's great, and I think he's probably a little bit better 
their video packages in Honky Tonk Man to be their longest reigning intercontinental champion. So, you know, I I was going to pick Gunther anyways, but definitely going Gunther. And I agree. I think it's going to be probably the best match on the card, and it's going to be brutal. Yeah. It's going to be just, just two hamburger men at the end. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh... Uh, yeah, and, and another thing, just from the work perspective, you know, or sorry, just from the kayfabe perspective of this, you know, Gunther has friends and Drew McIntyre doesn't, so I don't know who's coming to help him when, uh, Kai, you know, when and when uh, Kaiser and Vinci are there. So uh, I don't know. What about you, uh, Mac? What do you think? Yeah, like this all makes like business sense, and and that's that that's great. I still kind of feel a couple pangs for of regret for Drew. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you want him to be this big monster, and now all he's done is lose. Yeah, right? he's been doing a bit of losing, but he hasn't been losing to, like, big-time guys. And Seth Rollins taught us that. I mean, it's weird in, in, in wrestling, because for the most part, wins and losses don't matter as long as you don't keep losing in big spots, right? Because that was the thing that killed the original Bray Wyatt uh, run in WWE, right? Was he would have these great programs with guys for months with these cool, you know, and wacky things always happening. And then when it came down to his, you know, big matches, he would lose, right? Like lost the Undertaker, lost to Cena, lost to Daniel Bryan, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually the guy's got to get a W, but I don't know. Wins and losses for the most part don't matter in, in, in wrestling. But I agree with you that, that, and you know, there's, but you can kayfabe that away, right? Where, uh, like Bill said, this, they're they're just two guys who just beat the hell out of each other. They look strong, but then, you know, uh, Ludwig Kaiser like distracts the referee, and Gunther, you know, gets the upper hand on Drew. You know, there's always a way to 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 get around that, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Sort of a protected loss like that, just um, yeah. still strong and still threatening. Um, yeah, and I I agree with you. It doesn't make sense to take it off of him, but like. Yeah, it's it's an important title, and it, it's been elevated. He's done a good thing with it. But passing it to someone else who's, like, you know, really good or some good feuds with it, too. Like, hopefully this elevation of it kind of lingers, you know, when we get more good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys think that maybe this is, like, the beginning of something rather than the end? Like, maybe Drew will be the one that takes the title off him in, like, a month or two months. You know, maybe a hell of a cell match. Yeah, yeah, because they could easily, because, like, I think the next one is payback or something, so I, I could easily see this being, like, you know, one of the ones where it's, like, Gun, you know, Drew McIntyre's looking for payback on Gunther, right? Like, that's that that's something I could definitely see. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think, I think, uh, I want to, I want to see Gunther break the Honky Tonk Man's record before he loses this, uh, before he loses the belt, I just think that I, I think it's time for the honky tonk man's record to fall. That's what I say. Um, uh, official prediction for me uh, on this one is uh, I'm going with the favorite in in Gunther. Uh, what do you think, uh, Bill? Go oh, Gunther. All right, and Mac. I'm going to be the stopper. I'm going to say uh, Drew takes it and starts another monster reign, and uh, it's good for the title. All right. Okay. Uh, next up, we got Ricochet versus Logan Paul in uh, the what will the big spot of the night be <laughs> match. Um, Logan Paul is a minus 400 favorite. Uh, Ricochet 
is plus 250. And I got to tell you, I was a little disappointed when I looked up the odds for this because I was hoping Logan Paul would be uh, considered the underdog because I think Logan Paul is 100% getting the win here. Uh, so there's no money to be had in this match for me because uh, I think... And obviously the big, you know, because it's been an okay buildup. The thing when uh, Logan Paul was uh, Instagramming live on Raw when Ricochet kicked him, you know, kipped up and then kicked him in the face. I thought that was really fun. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Logan Paul and then the big, the big question. And I'm sure this will be a great match. But obviously, the big the, the big question is what kind of spot are they going to do in the, what what crazy spot are they going to do in this match? Because that's that's kind of what everybody's waiting for. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, what do you think, Rick Shivers versus Logan Paul? Let's start with Mac. Um. Yeah. This is this is fuel to the fire, right? Like, we want to see who Logan Paul like get smoked, but. <laughs> What's going to get the, 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 you know, the eyes on the prize. It's probably having him win. Right. And keep this going. And like, the good thing is like, I don't know. As ba- okay. As bad as he is, the good thing is like the guys who are doing the work are going to get something out of this. Right. It should be that if the promotion gets a lot of, a lot of money from this, like it should benefit everybody. But I think he's got, I think he's going to win. Uh, and uh, what is your take on Ricochet Logan Paul bill? I, I'm trying to remember whether or not Logan Paul has ever won a match in WWE because I think it's been so. If he has, it's been so long that I think he absolutely needs to win something for him to stay like a you know big a big deal WWE wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um... Yeah. I, as much as I love Ricochet, I think I think they just I think Logan Paul's got to win one, otherwise he's Kinda of looks like a chump. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Uh, I mean, I th- he beat the Miz one time, right? And I, that, think he's I, won some, I think you're right. Yeah, I think he's won some. I think he's won some tag team matches or something. Other than that, like it, you know, he was in the Royal Rumble, which obviously he didn't win. It, him and Ro- Reigns fought at Crown Jewel, which he didn't win. Um, him and Miz beat, I think, Dominic and Ray. And then, which was his first match, right? And then, because you're, you're always going to put it, because just to make sure that Logan Paul thing works out, you put him in a tag team match with The Miz, right? Like, so just, just like, because we're not sure how this Logan Paul thing is going to go. And then it went pretty good, and they put him in. And I think he, so I think he, so I guess he's technically on, like, Logan Paul's technically on a losing streak right now, because he lost to Reigns, and then Seth Rollins beat him at WrestleMania. And, uh, not much going on. So, yeah, I, I think this is a good guy for – I mean, if, again, if we care about wins and losses, uh, I think if I were to fantasy book this one, I think the match that Lo, that WWE would want Logan Paul to have in, at next WrestleMania would, would probably be Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. Um so you'd want Logan Paul to have a couple W's on the way. So I, I just see him beating Ricochet, and the the odds agree with me because it's it's minus four hundred. But that's not what this match. This match is not about who wins. This match is about what crazy spot are they going to do? Like what are they going to do a Spanish fly off of this time? Is basically the uh, <laughs> what the question of the of, of this Hi, match Tron. is. 
Yeah, <laughs> they're going to do the Spanish fly off the Titan Tron or something like that. Into a pool of sharks or some nonsense. Uh, official prediction for me for this match is uh, Logan Paul. Uh, Bill? I agree, Logan Paul. Mac? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, clean sweep on uh, Logan Paul. All right, uh, um, next up, a match that is considered one of the four main events. Uh I don't know if this will be the actual main event, but it's one of the four. Uh, we got Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman and Sola Sokoa versus Jey Uso in a tribal combat match for not only the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, but also the recognition as tribal chief. Uh, Roman Reigns, 50-1 favorite in this matchup. 51 minus 5,000 for Roman Reigns. You got to bet 5,000, or sorry, minus 5,000. You got to bet $500 to win a hundred from uh, from Roman Reigns, um, ooh, this is a big one. Uh, Jey Uso, no, sorry, I'm I'm wrong. You do have to bet five thousand dollars to win a hundred. Um, the story for this one, I can and I cannot believe this. We say this every time we come up. I cannot believe that this uh, bloodline story is still going. I cannot believe that it involves about the same six or seven people, and it's still brilliant it's still absolutely brilliant they're doing a great job telling this story um everybody's wondering how they're going to book this one as like um you know are any of the are any of the elders going to come back and interfere in this matchup or whatever but i think at the end of the day it's just going to be roman reigns and jay uso putting on a banger and uh reigns gets the the win whether or not it's notorious but i'm sure they'll have some great storytelling uh moment where i just go oh that's brilliant and as they've just uh been able to do throughout this but roman waynes is is winning this match right this is this is not the time for the uh the tribal chief but here's here's i think i think in essence here's how good the storyline is is i do believe i do believe and they'll probably get me at some point with a close pinfall uh, where Roman will kick out at like you know at like a nine at like a two point nine count, and I'll go oh you know, but they've told this story so well that I even though Ro- Roman has been so dominant, I do still believe that there is a shot that Jey Uso could win this match. What say you, Bill? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I don't know if I've if I've already made it clear, but I think this is if not the greatest probably top five best wrestling storylines ever, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it was, it really has been a slow burn, and it just, now, I look forward to it every single time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that about Roman Reigns, but here I am. Sing yeah. Phrases every every time comes on the screen. But yeah, I think, I think it, that's exactly what it's going to be. I think Roman Reigns is going to win, obviously. Like, I think everybody knows Roman Reigns is going to win, but everybody thinks that Jey Uso has just like that any chance that maybe maybe he can do it but you know maybe maybe jimmy's gonna turn on him maybe solo's gonna take him down who knows question is how is it gonna happen and i i can't wait to find out it's gonna be so good mm-hmm. yeah the reason you have that like one percent chance is because they've done such good storytelling that this would be a good end to the story if jay wins and dethrones him as tribal chief and takes it that would be a a very good end of the story because it, it makes perfect sense from beginning to end because this whole thing started with uh 
the, the, like this whole tribal chief reign sort of started with uh, when when Reigns got back from leukemia and him and Jey Uso started fighting because Jey Uso was like, you know, I'm sick of being, you know, uh, you know, like asked which one are you all the time, right? Like, uh, like it started way back like three years ago with that promo, uh, and before they, you know, became the bloodline and whatnot. It was it was just. Wow. Um, Mac, what do you say on Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso? <sighs> like, I don't think Roman's losing this thing. Um, I think this could definitely, you know, put the next uh, next few pages of the story out there. You know, exactly. More tension, more drama. Roman has less people in his corner. Like, I think it would be really cool if, like, he's whittled it down. It's just him. Everything's on the line, and that's where he barely gets beat and drops it, right? Maybe that could be to Cody. I don't know, but like, this is this is just doesn't seem like. Yeah, Roman's not going to drop, but it should be it should be really good and just add to this. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, it's just been said a million times on a million different podcasts how good this how good this bloodline story is, and I just I can't believe they keep going. The, the like, I just if this was a WrestleMania match, I truly believe. That the because it's our, I truly believe this bloodline story has to end at WrestleMania though. That's the only that's one of the things I think that's going against Jey Uso here. Um, but if this was a WrestleMania match, I do think the odds would be flipped and Jey Uso would be like the fifty to one favorite because uh, they just they want him. Because why wouldn't you want him? Like that's just such a good ending in the story, which is why I know they're going to get me. I just know they're going to get me. There's going to be a moment where the way they tell the story in the ring, James is going to hit that super kick, and I'm going to be like, oh my god, he's actually going to do it, and then, and it's going to be 2.9 count, and then Roman's going to get the shoulder up, and I'm going to be like, ah, you got me again, right? Like, uh, I I just know that they're going to do that. Uh, official pick for me, Roman Reigns, Mac. Yeah, can't see it otherwise, Roman Reigns. And uh, Bill, rain will continue. Yeah. All right. So we got a uh, another clean sweep. Uh, next up, another ladies match. Uh, we've got a triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship, featuring the champion Oscar, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. Um, no champions advantage in this one for Oscar. Here's the one I I, I teased this earlier. But this is the match where, um, from a gambling perspective, I could not, like the odds to this one, I found absolutely mind-boggling. Asuka is the favorite in this match at minus 140. Charlotte Flair is plus 175, and Bianca Belair is plus 350, which I find to be absolutely mental. I cannot believe that Charlotte Flair is get plus money in a match where where she is not the champion. Somebody else is going into the match as the champion, and the title is on the line. So, if you're placing one bet, and that is all I'm placing this weekend, it is it is never a bad idea, and this is just purely from a gambler's perspective, and you're getting plus money on this, which is wild. It is never a bad idea to bet money on Charlotte Flair at a pay-per-view with a, when a, a title is on the line, because you can sometimes count on them putting the belt on Charlotte Flair just because. They want, like, they want her. She's a 14-time champion. I can see her walking out as the 15-time champion because they want her to eventually surpass uh, her father's uh, 17-time world titles. And the only way you can do that is if you go from 14 to 15 at some point. So 
Um, there, I will have one bet on SummerSlam. It will be Charlotte Flair uh, winning the uh, WWE Women's Championship and continuing uh, a program with uh, Bianca Belair. Because the whole... Th- this one is so weird. I could not believe Asuka was a favorite in this because Asuka isn't even the, uh, the, the she's not even the story, like she has no part of this storyline. The storyline is so fucking, she's not even like the main player in the storyline in a match where she's entering as a champion. It doesn't make sense because the whole part of this is Belair's like, I want my, I want my rematch, but Charlotte Flair showed up. I'm sick of Charlotte Flair, you know, and she, she becomes the conduit for the audience. Of, I'm sick of Charlotte Flair coming back after months, being months uh, away for months, and skipping the line because she always does this. And it's like, all right, well, that's speaking of how the audience kind of what, what the audience doesn't like about Charlotte Flair's character. Um, and then it's just been Bianca and Flair fighting each other uh, week in, week out, and, and you know, or like fighting each other and tag teaming each other. It's the, the, this whole plot line of this match is the Charlotte Flair Bianca Belair storyline. And Oscar just sort of happens to be there holding the WWE Women's Championship. It's it's bizarre. I cannot believe Oscar is the favorite to retain in this match, unless it's with some sort of double DQ. I think between Flair and Bianca, it's 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 wild. I fully expect Flair to win this belt, furthering the whole Bel Air's like you skip the line, screw you, give me my one on one, and that'll lead to Charlotte and be a program between Charlotte and Bianca with Oscar doing I don't know whatever else. Um, yeah. Charlotte Flair is, is my pick for this one. Uh, what do you think on this one? Uh, let's go with Bill. You know, I always want to pick Asuka because she's like my favorite wrestler. But she's I think so dope, sold me. I, which is why I don't like that this is... This is yeah. yeah. You definitely sold me, though. Like, with odds like that, like, how would you not put your money on Charlotte? Yeah, it's just never a dumb idea. That's all I'm saying. Especially and when you're getting plus wise, money. Yeah. Storyline wise, it makes sense too, but unless, like you said, it's like some kind of schmoz and Oscar just ends up winning by default because they've killed each other or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know. I my heart says Oscar, but my my brain says Charlotte Flair. Yeah, because it it doesn't make sense to put the title back. I don't know, kayfabe wise to me, it doesn't make sense to put the title back on Bianca because then we're back where we were two months ago. So why did you do that? And then, like, Charlotte winning and then going into a program with Bianca where Belair gets to call her out for, you know, being like... Because then it becomes the whole white privilege, basically, kind of storyline, right? Where it's like, Charlotte shows up here, she's got the legacy, she disappears for months to go marry somebody who doesn't work for this company and shoot, do photo shoots and then just come back and goes right to the front of the line while I was grinding. Screw that, right? Like, that, like there, there's a built-in storyline there that unfortunately doesn't involve Oscar. So why does Oscar have the, the, the title? It doesn't make sense to me. What do you think, Mac? <clears throat> yes, this makes like you guys logically. Absolutely. My, my other thing though, is like, I'm kind of afraid because where does this leave Asuka when it's done? Right. You know, she's kind of, kind of got called from the mid card to, Hey, get the title again. Cause we need to do something. And now, okay, good. You you got it up. You dropped the belt. You did what you need to do. <laughs> now what do you do? She's not going to be in the main event picture after this, which is kind of too bad. Um, but I guess they lean into Belair and Flair. And uh, so, yeah, so Asuka's not winning this one. I think they could probably – what if what if Bianca wins and then, and then that feud reignites? You could even get 
Charlotte Flair running twice. You know what I mean? With a back and forth. And then she's, you know, <laughs> with that one win away. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, it's weird. I don't know what they're doing in this one. Cause it, like, like I said, they, they put the belt on Oscar, which was a shocker a little, well, not a, not a massive shocker, but like on a, on a, uh, on, on a, uh, Richter scale of shockers. It was about a two, um, that, that she, she beat Belair. She beat her through Notori. It was just so weird. Cause like, you know, they, they had it set up where Oscar beat Belair through nefarious means, stole her title. And then it's like, okay, so that sets up, uh, uh, uh Belair being like, I was screwed out of my belt. And then she gets a, a here, uh, you know, the heroes thing of I'm, I'm heading back. But then all of a sudden, Charlotte Flair just shows up and is like, nah, forget that. I'm going to fight Asuka on, on Monday. And now we're doing, or on Friday or what, whichever program. It was SmackDown, I think. So Friday. Um, it was just bizarre. It's just they can't help themselves with Charlotte Flair sometimes, where it's like, you're not even involved in the storyline. But I guess that's becoming this, that's probably going to become the storyline, which is why I just, I can't believe Charlotte's a minus 175. Um, yeah. Anyway, official pick for me, Charlotte Flair. Uh, what about you, Mac? Charlotte Flair. Bill? Well, I'm going to be contrarian, and again, I am going to go with my heart. I'm going to say Asuka. Yeah, that's probably good. We don't have a title change yet, which is why I think uh, I, I think it's this one. Now, here is one. Uh, all right, we got Seth freaking Rollins taking on Finn Balor in a singles match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And Finn Balor will obviously be flanked uh, by uh, Senor Money in the Bank, Damian Priest. Uh, a WWE Women's Champion in uh, Rhea Ripley, who does not have a match on this card. Again, time constraints, but also they never gave her a credible... They were building uh, Raquel up to be her her big thing, but I think they want that match for WrestleMania. Um, Well, how far off is... Actually, well, WrestleMania is six months... No, it's like eight months away. What am I talking about? So, yeah, they're probably not going to do that for WrestleMania, but they, they, they want that for... They want to build that, I think, and, and I'm pretty sure Raquel actually has a knee injury right now, so so they're waiting for her to heal up a little bit so they can do this one up proper because they want probably want to have someone who actually looks like a threat to <laughs> Rhea. Um, and then, of course, the NXT North American champion, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, who just, wow, just tremendous stuff. on Like, the, the, the promos he's doing where he gets booed, so good. The, the the chicken shit heel work, absolute chef's kiss, and then even better than that is the work he's doing in like interviews and, and backstage segments and WWE.com exclusive and YouTube exclusive stuff where he's just like, oh, he's just it's so good. You love to see it. You love to see it with this fucking guy. Um, they're taking on Seth Rollins now. Seth Rollins is a three to one favorite in this. He's uh, minus three hundred. Finn Balor plus two hundred. Uh, so he's a two to one underdog. I would say there's a large chunk of the wrestling Twitter who believe that this is going to be Finn Balor's moment. Uh, there are people who are fantasy booking this where Finn Balor wins and then, you know, and then that leads to the demise of the judgment day because now you've got Balor with a title and then, uh, 
And then Priest can cash in. Uh, you know, and, well, or even that, they, they not even the cash in, but just the tension of him having the, of, of, you know, the leader of the Judgment Day having a belt and then one of the guys having the, uh, uh, have, having the, uh, having the money in the bank, uh, which is weird. <laughs> this is a tangent, but it's weird that the money in the bank, uh, um, they haven't even, they haven't even deigned. The bloodline storyline is so good that they haven't even feigned that priest would cash in on Roman Reigns, right? Cause like, could you imagine a worse end to the bloodline story than, than Jey Uso, uh, loses to Roman Reigns, but Damian Priest cashes in at SummerSlam and beats him, and then Damian Priest, and then, because uh, you know how I like to fantasy book, every time we come on this podcast, it feels like I'm fantasy booking the Judgment Day coming out there on the night with all four titles, so there's that one where <laughs> Damian Priest cashes in, and then, uh, and then Balor wins, and then they've got an excuse to go on every show now instead of, instead of not, instead of just doing it, which is hilarious. But the there are a lot of people who, who feel like Finn Balor needs to win this match because Seth Rollins just doesn't need the belt. It'll make Judgment Day look stronger. Uh, it it, it gives Finn Balor the title reign that he's deserved, that he never got to have from when he was the first Universal title and then tore his knee and wasn't actually able to wrestle as champion. Um, it would give him his due. Again, Rollins doesn't need it. We make the Judgment Day strong, look strong. Um, I say all that to say that uh, because we kind of want that to happen, because a large section of the internet needs that to happen, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Seth Rollins uh, wins and retains in what will be a, a pretty dope match, I think. What say you, Mech? Yeah, oh, it would be great to see Finn, you know, get get something but he is really hot judgment day is really hot that would be a cool fantasy book in a super swerve like <laughs> they they uh, eclipse the bloodline somehow and like <laughs> maybe those two factions that brings the bloodline back together to feed with them i don't know it's fun to toy with this stuff but yeah seth is winning uh all right <laughs> so that's two for seth what do you think bill you know i think this maybe is Finn Balor win like this match is going to be awesome this is I think this will probably be like the work rate match like the, the good wrestling mm-hmm. match aside from yeah. Gunther and, and Drew that's gonna so yeah think... that's that would be a better if I could if I could give odds on like like if I was allowed to uh if I had my druthers and was allowed to uh set the odds uh or, or, if, or if I could do like prop bets on on uh on wrestling uh that would be one of them is like what's gonna be the work rate match of the night Rollins or uh you know Rollins Baylor or Gunther McIntyre which one is Meltzer gonna give more stars to Blah, right like anyway sorry go ahead yeah no no exactly right like mm-hmm. I think they're both gonna be awesome um mm-hmm. I think the odds are that like Finn Balor wins and holds the title for like 30 seconds until Damian Priest it's him upside well, the head with the yeah, because that right? yeah, kayfabe wise, that's why you know I could see Balor winning it because it could be the Judgment Day all standing there and you know they're all holding up you know three belts in a briefcase and then yeah and then Priest could just blast him and and then that's the end of the Judgment Day and they win the and then he wins the the title and then he's champion doesn't. I mean, I, and that's probably the best way to tell 
Uh, him winning, you know, to, to justify, I guess, him. Justify is the wrong word, but that's the word I'm going to go with. for Justify, for lack of a better term, I guess. Uh, Finn, uh, Damian Priest winning the money in the bank is for the inevitable demise of the Judgment Day. But the Judgment Day, right now, they've just got so many better storylines to go with to have them you know to break them up having uh uh balor cash or having priest cash in right away on balor if balor were to win because they're just they're, they're too good right now they're they're inv- they've got this great thing right now where they're invading every show they've got a reason to go on every show because they're they were drafted to raw dom is now the nxt title so they can go on uh or the the north american champion so they can go on nxt and terrorize the people down there and then uh Rhea's like the smackdown women's champion or something is no i guess she's the raw so yeah they have every reason to go everywhere except uh smackdown but um it's just the way they're telling the judgment day right now it's the best the judgment day has ever been with uh Rhea and dom and you don't want to break up that chemistry and whatnot so i so if, if Balor were to win, I wouldn't necessarily want that bill, even though that would be a cool moment. I think if, if Priest cashed in, I think that would be a lot of fun. But I think it would be more, like there would just be a lot more. It would be better if they build the tension to that with the four of them standing there and like Balor holding the belt and then Priest, you know, staring at his briefcase being like, am I going to do it today sort of a thing. But but I see where you're going Uh uh, with that i think i i think i like your story a lot better it makes a lot mm-hmm. more sense especially like you're right they are money right now right like they're mm-hmm. like the hottest act you could even argue that they're hotter than than the bloodline right now yeah. especially with dirty dirty gum right like yeah so they've yeah. got the hottest yeah. heel in the business right now like yeah. with, with with dominic mysterio and I, I just i don't think you want to throw that all the way which is one of the reasons i think balor's losing but you know, there's there's way. Plus, I just it, it, there's a weird thing when you're betting in, <laughs> when, like in this. I realized that this I'm I'm about to make some some. I'm there's no connective tissue here. I'm definitely jumping, but um, there's a rule that sharp betters in sports have, where when the public is overwhelmingly on one side, uh, they just they they just like auto fade the public basically, right? Because the public never gets anything right at like a nine like at a 90% clip, right? Like Vegas is never going to set a line or anything where the public, 90% of the public looks at it and goes, Oh my God, that's the side you want to be on. And then 95% of the public is correct. Right. Cause that's just, <laughs> that's just not how it works. Like the, the public is always wrong. Like they don't have all those bright lights and gold buildings in Vegas because people are right 90% of the time. Right. So and, and it just feels like wrestling Twitter, the overwhelming majority wants Finn Balor to win this match, despite the fact that Seth Rollins is like one of the best, uh, is one of the most over acts going right now uh, with the music and the, and the outfits and the promos he's cutting. And the fact that he doesn't need, because none of that stuff goes away if he loses the belt, he'd still be like one of the, the biggest selling acts going. He would still have the best entrance music currently in the business. And or at least or the best entrance I would say in the business with the with the the music and then the lights dimming and him in the Christ pose in the middle of the ring uh, as everybody hums that Gregorian chant like theme because everybody wants this because everybody needs this for Finn Balor I just see Rollins winning right because it's just the, the 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 wrestling public just seems to be overwhelming on the side of please give Finn Balor a title he deserves it 
And so I just see Rollins, Rollins getting the W here. Uh, anything you want to add on this one, Mac? Nope. Uh, that's okay. Um, mm. Looks like everyone is saying, you know, it's going to be Rollins. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I'm still going to go with stick with my uh, stick with my uh, pick here. Um, if I'm proven wrong, mm. you know what? That's fine. Who's your official pick, Mac? Rollins. Uh, Rollins for me. Bill, how about you? Going Finn because he's got slightly better abs. <laughs> Only slightly, though. Yeah, both these dudes are pretty shredded. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. Last match of the night. Could be the main event, but I'm not sure. But we got Cody Cody Rhodes going up against Brock Lesnar. Um, Cody Rhodes, 15-1 to favorite, which is shocking to me. Um, man, do I want to put the plus 600? I guess... I mean, I guess, I guess storyline sense, storyline wise, it makes most sense for Rhodes to get the victory over over Lesnar here. Uh, but you know, Brock is kind of low key been Mister SummerSlam when you when you think about it. He's he's had some great SummerSlam, some legendary SummerSlam matches. Um, so I can see Brock. So I actually kind of don't mind Brock Lesnar, uh, who's getting plus six hundred right now. So I lied earlier. Now that I'm staring at it. Uh, I lied earlier when I said I was only going to place money on Charlotte Flair. I'm now going to place money on Lesnar plus 600 because I think that's a great value. Um, the question I have for you two gentlemen uh, to answer before we get into the intricacies of this matchup, but I just have one question off the top. Do we think that either of the men in this match, and I'm going to say specifically Cody Rhodes, but either of the men in this match, but I think Cody Rhodes is the is the one, uh, do either of the men bleed in this match? Let's start with Bill. 100%. And it's going to be hard way. Yeah. There'll be no blading. Someone's going to get their head bashed open. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Mac? Uh, more, more likely, yeah. <laughs> going to be hard contact uh might be blading though i think uh cody rhodes probably feels like you know since he's old school he's got to do it and i'm i never require blades in wrestling but that's just me yeah i just i yeah i I think it'll be hard way too i'm I'm gonna go with i'm gonna agree with uh, bill that it's gonna be hard way um it's just the way this has just been so it's it's all been built up to be like Brock Lesnar can actually beat the shit out of you in real life. And Cody Rhodes is like, well, I can take a beating, right? You know, like, and I'll take a beating and I won't quit. And I, I just think it's going to be Lesnar and not doing like this. Like, I'm sure the, there's obviously going to be some suplex city stuff in there, but it's going to be like Lesnar, not only the suplex city, but also the fists. Like he's going to do that thing where Cody's down and then Lesnar starts untying the MMA gloves. Right. When, and it's going to be like, Oh shit, here he goes. Right. Like, and, but yeah, there's going to be some 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 stiff punches in this one, I think, coming Cody Rhodes' way. Because the whole thing is him being like, I'm tough as hell. I can't be beat unless, you know, people cheat or you got to beat me so badly that because, you know, going back to like wrestling with the torn pectoral muscle and then coming back from that and, uh, you know, to lose to, to just getting the crap beat out of him by... Uh, Seth Rollins and fighting Seth Rollins with, you know, busted ribs and again, the torn pectoral and then now fighting, uh, uh, Lesnar a bunch of times and, 
Lesnar beating the hell out of him with, you know, ring steps and he threw a keg at him one time, if I remember correctly, and like and 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 like and broke his arm or something, and then he fought uh Brock with a broken arm. So I just I think if they're still allowed to do the occasional bleeding and whatnot, I think this match the way that and like I'm not condoning this or anything or rooting for it, but I I just I think that these two guys and some of the storytellers are gonna think that in order for this match to really make sense story-wise, someone's got to shed some blood in this one, because uh, it'll just it just makes the storyline cooler. Um, but uh, beyond that, uh, Bill, what do you think about uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar? What are your thoughts on this match? I think the best case scenario is if they reenact frame by frame the Homer Simpson versus Dredrick Tatum match. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Rhodes just have, stands there. Yeah, they could even have Brandy show up. You know, it'll be great. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. I just. I don't. That cactus is right. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> knock Brock out. <laughs> oh, I just man. can't. I can't see Brock Lesnar losing like a legit match, like a regular old match. Cody Rhodes. I. I hope. I hope I'm proven wrong. I love. I love Cody Rhodes. I think it'd be great. For him to have that like under his belt, uh, you know, when he goes up against Roman Reigns inevitably again for that title. But I don't know. I just I don't really see it. Hmm. Yeah, because um, it it because <laughs> oh man, uh, obviously you know you know because Cody Rhodes' whole catchphrase has been finish the story and. Uh, so I guess the story, the way it's being told right now, is he's just going to be getting the shit beat out of him, ultimately winning uh, his feuds. It's basically going to be him getting the shit beat out of him during feuds, a couple losses along the way, ultimately winning the feud uh, on his way up to another match with Roman Reigns, I guess, at, at WrestleMania, if that is indeed uh, how the story is supposed to finish, is, is Rhodes, Rhodes v, uh, v. Reigns, too. At uh, at WrestleMania, Mac. What do you think about this Rosa versus Lesnar? I I can't see how Cody could win this, um, and I don't know what how they're going to turn it around. So I'm going to be on Brock's side. I'm going to well, not that I want him to win, but I think he will win. And I don't know what the the long con is here. Just can't see it happening any other way. Yeah, so you're going for Brock. I, I do think Cody's going to win, but he's going to he's going to be taken and, and he's obviously a huge favorite. He's a he's a 15-1 favorite. He's the second biggest uh, favorite of the night with Roman Reigns, um, being the biggest favorite. But I just uh, man, I, I mean the way it's going, there's got to be a swerve here because the only the only favorite. I mean, I get the only favorite I see on this card. I mean. Uh, is Oscar right, or that I don't see winning is Oscar. So yeah, maybe that's our only one. Maybe they just do it all in that WWE Women's Championship, and we just have a good work rate SummerSlam because SummerSlam's always been, you know, because WrestleMania has been more of like the spectacle of wrestling, and SummerSlam's always been kind of their like work rate pay per view where it's like let's just you know put on our most awesomest matches and whatnot. And they, these are some banger matchups. If I'm being honest, I'm looking forward to, to every one of these. Even I'm even. Baszler versus Rousey. I'm curious as to how that's going to go, but I 
do think Rhodes is going to win this, and then uh, Lesnar takes off for a bit, but Rhodes is going to get the shit kicked out of him for like this entire match uh, before hitting a Cody cutter and then and then winning. And I'm really surprised they didn't add a stipulation to this matchup. Like, wouldn't wouldn't this have been a great um, cowbell match? Or what, what was the what was the dust what was the Dusty Rhodes match where they would be tied with the rope and then had the cowbell in the middle that they would beat the crap out of each other wouldn't this have, wouldn't this have made perfect sense to bring back that old stipulation because brock has been coming out there dressed as cowboy brock for the last uh, bunch of times he's been out there and then you know cody rhodes obviously in the match his dad made famous with the the rope with the cowbell in the middle and then they could bust each other open with the cowbell i'm i'm really surprised they didn't they didn't go with that for this one or the fact that this match doesn't have a stipulation uh Whatsoever, it's a very uh, it's a, it's a stipulationless uh, pay per view. Actually, that's not true. We got that MMA rules match, so I so scratch what I just said there. But still, it's a little bit it's a little bit strange that we've had a bunch of uh, Rhodes Brock matches, and this one um, just seems to be another straight up wrestling match, and that there's no um, and that there's no stipulation. Uh, so um, Mac went with Co- or sorry went with Brock Lesnar. I went with Cody Rhodes. Bill tiebreaker. Despite what I said, I think I have to go with Cody Rhodes. It's the only thing that okay. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to us anyway, but I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Um, what do you think? I mean, because it's supposed to be... They're calling uh, they're calling Rhodes, Lesnar, and then the three other uh, world championships with the ladies there. They're calling that the four main events for this pay-per-view. What do you think actually... Uh, is the the true main event for this one, Bill? I think it'll probably be a bloodline, right? Like a tribal yeah. combat match sounds pretty mm-hmm. top of the card. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I think I think that's going to be the, the main event. Uh, Mac, do you have any differing opinions on that? Not on that one. That's you know mm-hmm. all the marbles are on that match. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it means so much. All right. Okay, so that uh, thus concludes our uh, SummerSlam preview. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. The only gambling advice I have for this one is definitely bet on Charlotte plus 175, and if you're feeling frisky, sprinkle a little on on Lesnar getting the plus 600. Um, that is it for this podcast, though. Crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com. Uh, uh, on uh, iTunes, please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. Uh, Twitter account for this uh, one, or if it's still Twitter, is at Empire Six. Uh, we're also on uh, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also pretty much available on every podcatcher uh, that uh, happens to exist. Although we're we're not going to be on um, Stitcher much longer because Stitcher's. Uh, going uh, the way of the dodo unfortunately um but we are on there for the time being and if we're not on a podcatcher that you use hit us up on the email which is contact at the crossover podcast.com uh and let us know and we'll get on that podcatcher as well uh that's it for this week we'll won't be back next week for this podcast but after that uh it will will be pretty much steady for the next uh several months on weekly shows because uh we'll be getting back into football season uh craig will be back on uh we're gonna do uh afc and nfc win totals in consecutive weeks and then before we know it it'll be uh 
week one. We'll be gambling on week one in the NFL, and then it'll be NFL, NFL. I'd like this. This will turn into a our, our usual uh, NFL podcast for three four months that the NFL is going on, and then we uh, uh, also sprinkle in uh, various you know pop culture and comics ones along the ways with double podcasts. But uh, next, so next week there won't be a crossover podcast, but then after that we are back for the foreseeable future uh, for the football fans, and uh, then there's you know tons of other comic book stuff. Uh, that'll be coming out. We got a couple movies, couple shows. I didn't feel the need to do a Secret Invasion podcast because it seems like people weren't really stoked on that, so I didn't I didn't bother getting the guys together for that one. Um, but anyway, that's it for this one. Uh, Bill Mac is always great, uh, great having you guys on to talk about the wrestling and uh, just fantasy book and nonsense with you guys. That's always fun. Uh, Good luck to everybody on Saturday, and uh, hopefully Charlotte Flair wins, I guess, and becomes a 15-time champion. And we'll always remember the time she became a 15-time champion as the time we won a bunch of money. Uh, Take care, everybody. Talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.